Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to episode number two of Bat Chat for season 2022. Thanks for giving up some of your time to listen to uh, our road to the premiership, I think we're calling this, in Bat Chat, the Benigo Bats cross-country team building into the first round at Jails Park this week, so there's a lot of excitement in the Bat Cave here. Joined by my co-host, he's now a 212 marathoner, Andy Buchanan. Did lose his voice yesterday, so it sounds a bit different, but welcome to this week's episode. It's race week, get excited. Cheers, Brady. Yeah, I'm a bit husky. You actually um, sound a bit like me, that. a bit like a 15-year-old boy a bit. I think from all those all those German beers I was having, I think I'm having like the the 31-year-old hangover where it start you start to feel it for kind of a week nearly. So, <laughs> um, no, nah, it's good. I'm 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 really struggling at the moment. I don't really know what day it is. Kind of fighting off a bit of jet lag and back to the real world. And all of a sudden, we're beginning thrown into um, the round one of of XCR, which is something we've been counting down to. Um, for a long time and all of a sudden it's it's just right on us so it's it's very exciting there's been a lot of uh, a lot of work happening from some key people in Bendigo to to get these teams together and it's it's such a hard race to start with because with the relays you need a you need a certain amount of people um and if you've got like we've got six in our team and and so on but for some of the other divisions it's four or something like that and if you've got five it means you need to try and find another four people and then especially with the environment at the moment with COVID and all that, it's like I know there's going to be someone from our team that's going to pull out across all the divisions. So it's like it's a stressful time, but we've got some names down and it's pretty exciting. So um, I'm getting kind of keen and getting pretty close to the end of the working week over hump day. So it's um, – no, I'm really excited. and It's going to be good fun to chat to you, Brady, and, um, yeah, talk about an actual race because I know the last podcast we just – Talked a bit of shit for a while, um, and it's going to be good to have a guest on that will be able to hopefully back up 
some of our strong claims about how well the bats are going to do and it's not so one-eyed. So, um, yeah, it should be a good fun chat. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. Should have done that at the start. We'll be joined by Tim Crosby from Athletics Victoria in about five or ten minutes' time. So he'll be able to give us a bit of a preview of the season and some uh, key information going into Gels Park Relay this Saturday. We're recording this on Wednesday as well, so pretty close to race day. But to kick things off, Andy, uh, Premier Division, the men's team, 6 by 6 k Team's looking pretty strong. It almost looks like an identical team as last year, actually. One omission, yeah, it's, one change. It's it's pretty similar to last year, but I think um, I think a lot of us are in a better position this year uh, than last year, especially you and me the, and Brian, actually, are the old ones of the team. Um, so it's quite good. We've got some young guys in there, and they're, they're a year older and a year stronger. So I think we're going to do quite well. Um, It'll be interesting to see because I think there's going to be some heavy hitters, but it's um it's a tough team to break into actually, which is what you want. You want that for your Div One, and means good things for our our second team, which is Div Four. Um, they they're pretty pretty loaded. So, do you want to go through the the team there, Brady? You yeah. are the captain, so I'll uh, give you the pleasure. <laughs> yeah, my name was on the top with the captain, so I'm a bit worried about some of my responsibilities there. But uh, yeah, from the top, Brady Trailful, Archie Reed, Andy Buchanan. Brian McKinley, who a lot of listeners may not be too aware of, because this is his kind of debut, I think, for the Bendigo Bats in our um, in our number one team. Matt Buckle, who's one of the twins. Matt and Ned, this is Matt. And Nathan Stote as well, who we've spoken about a bit in the last previous episodes. Fresh off a, fresh off a 29.30 from Nathan at um, Sydney 10K on the weekend. So you're right, but um, what about you, though? Two weeks off a 2.12 marathon, your debut, the name looks good on paper here, but what kind of what Andy Buchanan's going to actually be showing up on race day? Yeah, I actually don't know. Um, I've been jogging a little bit this week um, and feeling. I still don't feel normal, but I feel pretty good. I don't have any sore spots um, while I'm running. I'm getting the massage tomorrow, and I'm hoping that will make me feel a lot better. But um, yeah, honestly, I don't know. I don't know what's going to be there, but um, I. I'll run last and I'll see what I have to do. So it's um, normally I love running first and competing against some of those top guys, but I'll I'll hide myself in the team a little bit this year. And um, <clears throat> I don't know. I think it's going to hurt. And um, but yeah, I feel I feel all right. I just I'm pretty fatigued actually, just from the marathon and then being straight into holidays. Like you've probably done that a few times before when you've done Berlin. Like you just you're knackered and then you're like oh yep i'm just on holidays for a week and on holidays it's actually pretty tiring because you're not you're not putting your feet up and recovering and um yeah i think it's kind of hit me this week but body feels okay um if this wasn't an xcr race i definitely wouldn't do it if it was just a fun run i'd be i'd be like no i'm not going to do it but i'm really keen to race for the bats um and i know my coach will probably want me to go a little bit easier but once you get on that at start line and you have other people around you there's uh there's no holding back so yeah i i don't feel amazing but i don't feel terrible so we'll um we'll wait and see i'm not setting too many high standards for myself but um yeah no it's gonna be good fun it will be and you know you mentioned you're gonna run last i wasn't sure what how much we're gonna say about what positions we're gonna run let the other teams know but uh you will be in last position so it gives you a bit of a situation where you know what's ahead of you um you know, if you're in a position where we can snag a medal, just keep us there. You might not have to try as hard as, you know, you potentially um, might have to if you're going off the front trying to keep up with people in the first league. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. So, um, I don't know, we'll, we'll probably, we'll finalise the order when it comes to race day, but that's that's the plan we're going with at the moment. And um, if there's a 
if there's a Western A's athlete like Liam Cashin or something like that ahead of me, I'll just stick with him and then I'll kick him up the hill <laughs> towards the finishing line. So, um, nah, um, we'll, we'll just see what happens. But I think that the team's looking really good and I think the strength of our team at the moment is um, our, our weakest runner is a, is a very good runner. So it's um, we're very even and the likes of like Nathan Stoke here and 29.30 the other day. Um, Archie's capable of that, but he's just been a little bit sick, so he'll probably run pretty well because he's, he's feeling better. Um, yeah, and he's fresh as well. And Yeah, and then you've got that nice balance of, I think you've still got some of that marathon strength, but then also being the the big dog herb winner. Surely that's <laughs> going to give you a few more seconds around the Dells Park course. Good on the grass. Yeah, I'm used to grass running. And then you got Brian McKinley, who, yeah, listeners may not have heard much about, but he ran 60... Was it 67 the low at Melbourne Half Marathon and just over 15 minutes at, I'm going to say, the Tiger, Tiger five. yeah, 5K at Richmond there. So, um, yeah, he's, he's got to be an exciting debut there. Yeah, it was it was touch and go between Brian and the Beast, um, between who gets that last spot. And with uh, Brian's Half Marathon and also that 15-15, uh, I think he ran it, um, we, we couldn't say no to him over 6K. So, it's um, obviously, if it was a 12K cross country, it would have been a little bit different, but it it just goes to show the strength of our team at the moment. Um, and I know Brad, uh, Jamie was a bit disappointed, but hopefully he can, um, he can prove us wrong and run really well in that Div 4 team. So we'll wait and see what happens. So he does, uh, he's one of the names in our Div 4 team. So you've got Luke Millard there, Glenn McMillan, Matthew Heisler, Jamie the Beast Cook, and Jordan Buckle, Matty, Matt and Ned's older brother. So good to see Jordan back in the Bendigo Bats colours. Haven't seen him competing for a while. Bit surprised well, when I saw this name on the spreadsheet, and that's a that's a bloody strong Div 4 team. I think this will, Jordan's never ran with us before, so he, he, did, a, he did a little bit of running, but... One of those things when you you kind of I think he's got to that maturity level where he's um, maybe a little bit of a partying every weekend kind of thing and and got into running over COVID um, and Matt Matt's been helping him out a little bit so Matt's actually his coach so his younger brother is coaching him um, which is quite strange he came along to a session uh, at the lake a few weeks ago and I think about ten individual people asked him, oh, Are you running for the bats this year? <laughs> so he couldn't say no. So he's um he's managed to sneak into that div four team. So he'll um yeah, he'll be really good to watch and also Matty Heiser. He's a um ex well he'll actually he represented Victoria as a junior athlete, um, over three K. So and he's getting into some good form as well. So he'll be one to watch. Um, which I think they they should win before you can get the odd team do really well, but that team should win, I think. And then um Forty plus, we've got some good runners here. So Steve Van Rees, he's um, yeah, you wouldn't think he's a forty-year-old the way he moves. He'll be good. Mike Bellini, um, and Nick McDermott, two handy runners there. So those guys will be looking to be the pointy end of the forty-plus team. Uh, hey Andy, um, your internet's cutting out a bit. I'll read these out just so we don't okay. so you don't break up when you're trying to say someone's name and then they get a bit disappointed they can't hear their name on the show. So fifty-plus no, men: Jim Russell, David Heisler who is um, Matthew's dad, obviously, Anthony Langdon. And then you got, we've got two Div 7 teams. So Matthew Skepsy, Chris Armstrong, Rory Flanagan, and Jake Delaney make up one of the teams. And Ben Stoltz, Aaron Norton, David Lonsdale, and Darren Hartland make up the other team there. So a very strong open and overage, uh, you know, squad. We're sending down to Jales Park this week. Yeah, so the... That's pretty good. One, two, three, four, five, six different men's teams, which is really good. And we've got um, we've got two women's teams. So our our Div Four is our top women's team. So there, um, I was chatting to Alice. She's the captain, Alice Wilkinson, 
And um, she said it's, it's pretty special because they're all just rec runners um, and they just enjoy running and, and they're happy to be called rec runners and they um, all that kind of stuff. So it'll be good to see how they go. But they've got Alice, uh, Rebecca Wilkinson. Um, she's a good young athlete. And then also Rhiannon Wick Gamble. So I know that's Rhiannon's first run. I know I think Beck has done a few AV races with us before. Pretty sure she's done the Ballarat 15K. So, um yeah, real, I'm not sure how the women's what the competition is like there, but I think those girls will be pretty competitive, which will be awesome. Um, and then our our 50 plus team, the Evergreen and Buckley, she'll go well. Ingrid Woodward and then also Debbie Kearns. So those two teams will be. Um, I think they'll be up there at the pointy end for each competition, which should be good. Um, and then do you want to chat about our juniors, or do you want me to cover that, Brady? Yeah, if you want, you know more of those guys than I do. So if you want to run through the juniors, and then I'll see if we can get our guest organised. Yeah, perfect. Well, I'll do this while you get Tim in there. So we've got two under 18s uh, boys teams. So our first team, this this team's going to be pretty good. They're going to be very hard to beat. Um, so Harrison Boyd, Jaden Padram, and Logan Tickle. So three pretty handy guys there. And then our second team, Max Rowe. Mason Woodward and Avery McDermott. Um, with our girls, we've got a very handy under-20s team. So Phoebe Lonsdale, Taryn Folletti, and Tully Rose. So those girls will be, um, I think they're the early favourites to win. And then our girls under-18s, few girls running up in age here. Um, Chelsea Tickle, Ebony Woodward, and also Tully Lang. So, um, yeah, a good mix there. And um, we've probably got, what's that, 18 teams, I think, which is odd. I think that's the most I've ever I've ever seen for a Bendigo region. So it's um it's a bit harder to organise than what it was when there was only two or three teams a few years ago. But that's a good problem to have, I think. You guys have done well with the organisation too. This spreadsheet sheet's pretty professional, all colour coded. I like it. Yeah, that's, Nigel Preston that's, behind the scenes. That's Nigel doing all the uh, making it look pretty stuff. That's not my strength. Um, so well done to Nigel there. But it, it is a lot of work, as I said, because yeah you have three or four or five in a team and if you have that perfect number it's good but if you have one more you, you want to try and chase extra people so that person get a run so it's um yeah it's it, it is hard work and it's hard work starting with a relay because it's the start of the year and you don't know if people are committing or not so it's um yeah it is it is hard work but it will be worth it come saturday hopefully yeah that's it and you're, you're right with the whole start and with a relay kind of thing like it's to know form it's um you know it's 6k so it's good for some of those track guys coming off their summer whereas we're probably a bit more known for our longer distance stuff so um yeah it'll be interesting to see what happens on saturday a big welcome to tim crosby from athletics victoria to talk to us about what's going to happen on saturday welcome tim well we know what's going to happen in brady that's a lot of rain that's going to add a new dimension to it isn't it I did hear that on the prediction. It's still dry at this, at this um, place in the state, Tim, so we haven't had anything yet, but I heard you guys have had a few mills over the last 24 hours, which will make things quite muddy potentially. How does Jales handle the rain? It's usually a nice hot day. Yeah, it has been warm the last few years, um, you know, because we've been having the unseasonable sort of May weather but and April weather as well. But um, I think it handles pretty well because the it's on a slope. So you're sloping down towards the lake at all times. Uh, the only muddy spots potentially will be down the back end of the course where we sort of loop down that bottom area and go across that little creek. Uh, and, look, it might chop up a bit on that main flank with so much activity there in the start line area. So I think because I'm running, I'm planning on running sixth, Tim. Um, well, bring out the gumboots, Andy. <laughs> I normally run first. So if the boys run faster than me first, I'll just say it's because the, the course is a little bit chopped up. I think that's a reasonable excuse. 
Uh, Brady, we're already hearing excuses. That's a bit of a worry. But not the fact that he's got a 2.12 marathon in his legs. It's uh, more about the mud. Anyway. I've already we'll, brought that up. How, how excited are you, Tim, after the last two years of, um, you know, cancelled season then three rounds three rounds last year? It must be yeah, good no. to know that this one's going to go ahead. Yeah, look, the whole AV staff are on fire at the moment. Yeah, we had a long summer season and it was, you know, a pretty full-on season for all of us. But uh, having that little bit of time off over April, uh, particularly with Easter, the staff are just on fire and uh, we're really looking forward. We know that the weather could be a bit uh, problematic on the weekend, but it won't stop the, the spirits of the AV staff delivering a really good event. And that's what we want to do. Uh, and then, yeah, and, and the beauty is that... We'll get through this one. It's always good at Jells Park. You know, it won't matter about the weather. It will be a good event. The teams, you know, we are, we've, we're about the same number of teams as last year, and that was a great, great event to conduct. Then we go to Bendigo for a new event in round two, and we're just um, really, really looking forward to that. So, yeah, it's a great start to the season, and that's what we like. Uh, and then, uh, you know, sort of move forward there from there into the, some of the other cross-country events. Yeah, perfect. So, Tim, with the course this year, is it, is it similar to last year? I know a few years ago yep. you reversed it, um, so exactly. we're, we're running this. Yeah, the main reason it's uh, it had to change last year is that they've developed this massive great um, playground up the top end where you used to go right up the top of the hill. We can't go up there anymore, simply cannot. It's a no-go zone because of that playground. But in many ways, it forced our hand, and I think is still developed or de- delivered to us a better course because that top end was actually pretty shitty. You know, it was got getting very narrow with the trees and all those sort of things. It's a long haul up that hill. Now, we've cut the hill basically in half, but we've uh, thrown in some really good twists and turns, and it was a spectator-friendly course. Now it's super spectator-friendly. You don't have to move far from the tents to watch a lot of the activity on this course, and I think that's another thing that really grabs people with Gels Park. You're involved in the event. It's it's great. Love it. Yeah, yeah perfect. And... And this would have to be one of your favourite XCR events, wouldn't it? Like, I think when you look at each different event, just the, I think the energy that gets around on this day, because it's, um, I don't know, the relay, the first event, and it's just, I don't know, I think it's one of my favourites. Is it? Would it rank up there with yours? or? It, it is, you know, you've got the excitement of the first round, but uh, I'm not sure if you were there, Brady, but hark back to that day that Mottram ran. He hadn't run AV for a long, long time, and he came out and ran the Gels Park relays. And I'll never forget the crowd actually moving across the course to follow Craig. Wherever he went, the crowd went with him, and it was just sensational, and that's the sort of thing. And, yeah, and I think we're getting similar stuff with Stewie now. With Stewie's star power, um, we get a similar effect with him when he's out there, and he will be out there on Saturday from what we're hearing. Fun fact for you, Tim. I ran the leg after Craig, so he high-fived me for the final leg. I was You're running for Geelong. Yeah, not too many people followed me around the course that day, but um, yeah, he was the one. He high-fived me, and Jeff Risley was about, oh, I'm going to say, 25 seconds ahead of me, and I reckon I got him down to about five seconds. Just couldn't quite catch him over that final leg. But the words Craig said to me when he high-fived me, I probably can't repeat on air here, but it was um, a pretty aggressive, do your best to catch him. Yeah, 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 with a few other expletives, yeah. Brady. Uh, yeah. And then half the crowd left, I believe, Brady. Yeah. <laughs> pretty oh, well, pretty much. Well, I follow Jeff, who was a bit further up the track than I was. Yeah, yeah. So, no, you're right there. It is a good one. Tim, You've uh, have you heard whispers about who's running in what teams? It's always an interesting one, Charles Park, because you often get some of the good guys before they go overseas, and you often get um, the track guys who can step up and do a 6K, so it's not too daunting for those guys. And you've also got the guys who love the road and love cross-country who have been hanging out for this for a couple of months as well, so it kind of brews the perfect storm. 
Yeah, it's not always indicative of the season, though, is it? That's the yeah. other thing about gels. It can give you a few false positives uh, for some of those clubs uh, because, uh, you know, it is, for some, it is easy, as I say, to bring the track guys in or to have some of their internationals here before they go OS. Uh, the key to winning XCR is all about uh, being there at Cruden Farm, being there at the St Anne's Eckin, and they're the ones that, the t- or to, to uh, Lake Wendaree, they're the ones that tip in your favour. And uh, some of those teams with, you know, the big names, you know, can who who have they got backing them up? And that's that's the key to success in any XCR campaign by a club is to have your backups. Uh, and if you haven't got them, then you can come fall very short later in the season. But for this round, you know, there's no doubt, you know, we are here in the rumours that Stewie's running. I've had a look at the, the list of members at, at St Stephen's. It's not a deep membership list, but the ones they've got are good. All right? There's, there's probably not more than 20 actual financial members of the St Stephen's Harriers right now, but the, the talent there in the men's race, I think they'll come out uh, firing in round one, as we'd expect, and they did this last year as well. Uh, and then it's a matter of them having those backups throughout the season to try and maintain a, a premiership tilt. Western A's, we are believing, are pretty good. And I think um, they were good last year. There's no doubt uh, they were very good last year. But I think it's guys like Matty Schaumburg starting to step up now that are giving them that depth. Their number, yeah, you're only as good as your number five and six. And I think with Schaumburg and Robbie Whites and people like that starting to come through. Uh, to bolster up your cashins. I, ha- I don't know if Hussey's running. I, I haven't seen him on the, the list, so I don't know if Maddie's going to be there. Uh, and there was talk of a few of the uh, some boys from another club coming across, but I haven't seen a lot of those names filter through yet either. But I think Western A's, in particularly if Jack runs, that's going to give them a really solid backbone. Um, you know, with Jack and Liam, that's not a bad couple. And then, yeah, you've got um, you know, dear old Nathan Pierce as well to consider. So, Nate's no, not going along too badly at the moment, too. Cody so. Shanahan's is another handy one in there. Yeah, I don't know if he's registered yet. Okay. Yeah, It'd be so, good if he's not, for our sake. Um, I'll, I, I, can, I can give you a real-time update. I hope no one minds, and I'm going straight to the database. Let's have a look. I'm pretty sure Shanahan is not on the list. Good Ooh. news for the bats. Yeah, so maybe, he's, I don't know, yeah, because Cody's had been a bit on and off, um, as we know, through the summer. Um, I'd like to see him racing again, and hopefully he will. Maybe he's just oops on getting uh, registered in time, but you did have to be registered by today to compete. So so by looking at this, I'd say uh, Cody's not going to be lining up on Saturday. Oh, I was chatting to Liam Cashin, and he was uh, keeping his cards pretty close to his chest. He wouldn't give me anything. I was trying to get a bit out of him, but he wouldn't give me uh, anything. Well, he said, "Oh, it's looking pretty solid," and that's all he said. So, yeah, um, well, I've, I've, yeah, I've got, I've, I've got, got no words. Secret away potentially, but some of the, the other big names are there for Western A's, and they will be uh, uh, potentially up there. Another, yeah, never discount Box Hill. Although looking through their listing, maybe not as deep as previous years. So Box Hill, but you know, you never discount Box Hill. Uh, strong and proud tradition there. Uh, APS. You know, you've got the Bishers and you've got Tom Bowers. If they all run, then that gives them a solid start. They might then lack the five and six, though. I'm not too sure how deep they go. But, um, you know, watch for, you know, because APS are very, very proud about being in um, the Premier Division. They don't want to go to two. Um, you know, Mark Purvis really drives that home with the, the team there. And the old Scots contingent really are the backbone of APS. So I'd say they'll have a pretty solid season as well this year. 
Um, Doncaster not looking too strong. Geelong, yeah, I'm not too sure about Geelong this year. We, uh, as you know, we we did sort of uh, because they they really struggled last year, and they admit it, they struggled. They were having to roll a lot of the old guys out into Premier Division who didn't want to be there, but they just kept doing it for the team. Uh, we offered them a spot in two, but they said no. Nah, we think we're going to be better this year, and there are a few younger guys coming through in Geelong. So I hope that they can sort of have a bit of a tilt this year and at least finish midfield. Uh, with um, yeah, the likes of Melbourne Uni, they'll be solid without being having too many stars. And then Glenn Huntley, you know, they'll be basing around the likes of Sammy Toll and um, Ben Kelly, I think. So I don't know if they've necessarily got the five or six either unless they bring some of their juniors up. And they can do that at Relays. You never know what's going to happen mm. at Relays. Yeah, and that is, four of the ten are relays as well. Like it's nearly yeah. half the season to to get yeah. the points in those solid races. Yeah, yeah, and that's where we look forward. I think to me, one of the tipping points will be you know one of the big issues we've got this year of you two. Who's doing Gold Coast? Anything at Gold Coast? Um, yeah, yeah, I probably I probably yeah. will be. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. yeah. You go through the bats team. How many are going to be in Gold Coast on first, second July? Um, A lot. Yeah. Is there a race on that weekend, an AV race? No, there's no AV race, but the two weeks before and the one week after yeah. they're up. So yeah, we've got I thought Cruden, so. Um, Cruden was originally the week before, and I got that moved because I thought that was just too cruel to run a 12K cross and then go mm-hmm. to Gold Coast. So it was just going to ruin the chance or ruin the Cruden event, no one to turn up. So I've got the Ekinen the week before where you've got a little bit of variety. You know, the shortest leg's 3.4 or 3.6, the longest is 8. So you can sort of go through the motions with that one, but you've got the Cruden the week before. So I know if the... Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. That I manage at South Melbourne, my better runners, not all of them, you because know, they're aiming at Gold Coast Mara. They will not be doing both Cruden and Ekinen. There's no way I'm going to put them through that. So I'll probably have one do one, one do the other, and they'll be told to just tempo it. And then the yeah. week after, we've got sand out. So... Yeah. yeah, so speaking of the women, Tim, who do you think in, uh, in Div 1? Like, obviously, Glenn Huntley, do you reckon yeah. they can continue? Is it Are they ever looking like they'll slow down? Or uh, Look, they have oops a few times. You know, look, in the far, past few years, you've had South Melbourne win two premierships, Collingwood have won one. So, it's you know, it's not as if they are all powerful. What they've got is numbers uh, and depth in numbers where, you know, South and Collingwood might – well, Collingwood won't be that strong this year because they've lost a few – uh, but Glenn Huntley, to me, are the favourites. Uh, Box Hill, if they can get their act together, will also be up there. Um, I'm not sure if Amy... Is Amy cashing around or is she going back to the States? I think she's still around because I think she's doing um, she's doing that competition um, up in... Where is it? Oceana Champs. Oceana oh, Champs, yeah. Well, 
Amy's around, then watch out for Western A's because they've got, you know, Dottomade, Janae McCrell's come up to Opens as well. You know, got the ever-reliable Claire Hodgart and Nadine Bainbridge. So Westerns will be probably stronger than they ever have been if Amy runs a few. Um, Box Hill will be solid. No Thackeray at the moment, so I'm not sure what's going on with Kelly, who was a bit of a, in the few rounds that we did have last year, Kelly was quite outstanding. Uh, but I think without them, they're looking at, you know, look, um, you have got uh, Georgia Hansen registered for Box Hill and also Sarah Billen. So you might see them at the relays, but how far will Box Hill take it? I don't know. Um, Essendon, yeah, I'm not too sure. I don't think they'll be as strong. But, yeah, Glenn Huntley, um, with people like Emily Guy leading the way, um, you know, they've got a few, you know, a few very solid. Erica Flores is back as well. Alexandria Anthony's a new one in the team who's going to add that, just that little bit of depth. Um, you know, so Glenn Huntley, to me, will, should win that premiership. Uh, and then the likes of South Melbourne, Box Hill, um, uh, Western A's, Melbourne Uni, if they get the full team together, they're very, very strong, but they really do. Um, Lisa might run a couple. I had a chat to her a couple of weeks ago before that magnificent 31-20. Um, and, um, you know, she would like to run one too, but she won't run a lot. She never she never really does because she's got other priorities, obviously. But then they have Ali Benson as a backup. Um, uh, Alex Bucky-Smith, you know, she's going along nicely. So there's a few in. There's a bit of depth at Melbourne Uni, but yet again, it gets down to that number four or number five runner. So Frank's yeah, exactly. Glenn Huntley for me, and then, you know, you could throw a blanket over South Melbourne, Box Hill, Westerns, uh, who's going to be going for the podiums. So probably the last one, Tim, I'm going to ask you some questions. Who Who's going to win the men and women on Saturday, and where are the bats going to finish in Div 1? St. Stephen's will win the men's. Uh, bats will come, I think you might come second. Um, I, I think you might just have it over Westerns. Uh, and I, that would be my trifecta. Um, yeah. For the, men's. Uh, for the women's, I reckon I might go Glenn Huntley for first, Box Hill for second, and my loyalties to South Melbourne mean I'll pick the girls to get the bronze. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's good. Yeah. I wasn't. I was just. I was hoping you were going to include Bendigo in the top three, but I thought I better just add in where you think we're going to finish in case <laughs> you didn't. Didn't include us in the top three. It'd be good, um, to, good to go back down the highway with some silverware around our neck, Tim. That'd be make the trip home a bit better. Yeah, look, I, look, I, I haven't seen your lineup, but I just knowing the, you know, the vibe and how much, you know, the, the key to Bendigo right now is you want it. You know, we've. Uh, I wouldn't say we went out on a limb putting you up. To me, it was an absolute no-brainer. And if anyone thought that was a silly decision, they can just they should have a good hard look at themselves because one of the overriding factors around XCR is you know you because know, I'm not sure if you're aware of my start with XCR was back in the mid noughties about 05 or 06. I actually took over the management of what was then the winter season as a volunteer. It was about a 20-hour job. <laughs> job that I was in but doing it my normal job but um but I this is before I was an employer I actually managed the series and when I came in and took it over um the number one rule was common sense we rejigged all of the um promotion relegate all the divisions and brought in the two up two down with the lower division which I think really invigorated it and um it got a lot of interest in but always when we're looking at divisional stuff common sense reigns common sense you know you don't just because you haven't qualified doesn't mean you've got to stay down there. If a club comes to us, like St. Stephen's came to us last year about their women and said, can they bump them up two or three grades? Of course we did. 
hard to push them straight into the Premier Division, but we certainly bumped them up to where we thought they belonged. And that worked, you know, even though we only had the three rounds, it worked. So so to me, that's always the thing. You, you can't be hard and fast with these things because the flux between clubs and individuals can be so great year to year, season to season, that you've got to look at these um, divisions and make sure you've got the right teams in the right places. There's nothing worse than a team starting really low and then year after year they just win a premiership every bloody year on their way up to the top. Um, you've got to start them in the right place. Make them work for it. Well said. Yeah, yeah. there's plenty of good energy here. We're pretty excited. We're uh, yeah, we're ready to go. And I think the point you make about depth, that's something we've really tried to, to drum in with our people we're trying to get to, to run and commit to the season. And I think you need a good 10. Like, you need more than six. You need 10 guys who can potentially be in your top six um, throughout the year. And I think what will help us is the, the longer distance races. You know the guys in our team. Like, we're much more marathon, half marathon, cr- longer cross-country guys. So, um, yeah, we're really looking forward to yeah. staying in one piece and putting in a good second half of the season with the, yeah. when the big ones come around. Yeah, when the when the road stuff comes around, and when we go to, you know, it is it is the critical rounds of things like Lake Wendouree. You know, mm. you, you don't hear the excuses, oh, it's too far away, it's too cold, it's too windy. Get out there and bloody well race. Uh, because, you know, even if you're a club-level runner, running is a bit of a backup, you might be the one who is the number six, and there's a difference, you know, it could be a two- or three-point turnaround difference if they run well. So, you know, you just got to get your bums on seats uh, round after round. And uh, when they start getting a bit precious, you know, that's when you question their loyalty to the club, you know, team. So, you know, so even with mine, I'll, I'll have them run quite, you know, because what I say about XCR to all of my, you know, because quite a few of the ones I coach are, are marathon runners, this gives you a bloody backbone. If you run a lot of XCR, you're going to be a tougher character than if you just go and uh, prance around to road races and start doing a few fun runs for a cheap win. This is where you develop yourself, you know, and coming top 10 at an AD event, my God, you know, that is something to, to crow about, you know. Uh, no better example than Andy with his marathon debut last week. Like it's, you know, I remember interviewing Rab a couple of months ago and he said the same thing, like not enough people run cross country and it kind of builds good marathoners and, um, yeah, he kind of proved it. Yeah, it certainly does. And, you know, as I said, it gives you that backbone and, and that backbone of competition that just hardens you. And as you well know, if you do eight out of the 10 or seven out of the 10, not all of those are A races. You're looking at some C or D level races that you're going to run, or if you coach, that's what the coach will be telling you. But it still gives you that experience. You know, uh, slopping around a crude and farm through the mud pit, there's nothing better than that for you if you're race strengthening and toughening. Uh, and believe me, the, the mud pit is back at crude and farm this year. So we're going to reorganise the course so that we go through the mud pit and we'll have GoPros sitting there and everything. So. Jeez, I thought it was tough enough last year without the mud pit. That was still a pretty brutal course, I thought. But... Yeah, well, have you, have you seen what we've done with Cruden this year? For the first time ever, the men and women are running together in one in one mixed field for the 12K cross. Okay, but, no, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, no, so that's one thing that people haven't noticed in the handbook yet, that we've uh, we had a look at the numbers. We never get huge numbers at Cruden, and I just sort of threw – I was trying to work on the program. I thought, Jesus, we're going to be packing up in the dark here. Um, how about we throw the – women in with the men we might have a separate start line and might rejig it so you're running that first part paddock for a little bit longer before there's a bit of a merge and that's the main reason we're not going to run them through the fern gully as we called it because that's very narrow mm. and i think first lap that would have been too narrow whereas running them through the mud pit that's uh, nice and wide and open and we'll start to really separate the field so but apart from that cruden course will be pretty similar love it that's yeah. good any more questions for him andy no i think that's I think that's all I had down on my list, so it's good. I feel like we could just chat about XCR all night. But um, 
I'm so yeah, impressed with the way you just pull all these names out, Tim. Like, <laughs> cause some people, I've been around the sport for a long time and never heard of some of these people. You just roll them off the top of your head. Uh, yeah, well, I, you know, I'm, I suppose I'm a bit of a savant when it comes to this, uh, Brady, but I do know, I reckon I know most of the AV members because I call races that bloody often. Mm. Um, I've got to know who they are. So, yeah, I do do have a pretty good memory. Uh, but you realise I'm, I'm an old Eagle Hawk boy, so I've got a little bit of a soft spot for the bats. So, uh, you know, back in the 1970s, I was uh, making my way around the Whipstick Forest, so I know the area well. Uh, so go the bats. We'll see how they go. The best thing for us, Tim, is when we went to Bendigo region. Like, we're, like yeah. a couple of the old-timers in Bendigo like were real, you know, this is our club, this is your club, kind of don't do things together. But, yeah, there. since we went to Bendigo region, that just brought everyone together. And when everyone came back and there was an interest, like when Andy came back from Melbourne Uni, I come back from Geelong, yeah. um, and just this new generation coming through, guys like the Buckle Boys and, you know, Nath Stowe, who kind of wouldn't have a club otherwise if he didn't come down the down the highway, and Archie and those kind of guys. It's, um yeah, it's pretty, it's a real success for Bendigo that that regional decision instead of individual clubs yeah look we get a little bit of pushback on that from some of the standalone clubs as well but yeah you just got to point to the school board and say well in XER how often have the regional clubs actually won Mm. it's pretty rare Geelong have done it um, but even Ballarat has struggled uh, as a region and they they, I think they're struggling a bit this year you know Ballarat were at their strongest in the Monaghetti area, but the era. But that's when Monas just ran for YCW, and they ran as a standalone club. They weren't regional, so I think Geelong's the only regional club that's ever really had success. I think the bats are going to be, or Bendigo will be up there. You know, the big thing now though, we've got to get the women's squad going as well, and you really got to through mm. the enthusiasm of the men's team, uh, filter that through to the girls. And I think we're already seeing some signs of that, particularly looking at the juniors. You know, when you look at uh, you know, Tickle and Rowe and, you know, if Yaz Hayes is back and people like that, you're starting to build momentum. And that's what you want now is get that momentum in the women's squad. And that will hopefully then bring through uh, your club-level people to say, OK, I want to be part of this as well. I need, they need backups and, you know, I can be the one. So let's see how the numbers go. But really looking forward to the Bendigo round too. And we really want the uh, the Bendigo clubs, particularly clubs like uni that have got that huge non-AB membership, we want them there at this event. We want them to be there. You really, you know, because looking forward to next year, we're already starting to have a few little conversations about next year. And I think if we find that this, uh, the St Anne's venue works, which I've got a gut feel that it will, it's what I call an expandable course. We've got areas there, we've got real estate where we could move this to, to potentially being a 12k course as well so you know is there you know we might not run the 8k we might run the 12k at Bendigo next year and you know could we then spell Cruden Farm for a year or two because it is good to have that regular rotation of venues uh, because I think that really engenders a lot of interest in the series and we've got to have that as a sort of a key point to what we do but also as you guys well know at Bendigo we're looking to introduce some funky new things you know like the Strava segments and stuff like that and you know thanks to Andy and the guys up there for because we we're now looking to do that broadly across a at all XCRs, we'll start to bring in Strava segments. So I'll try and get some done for Gels Park uh, prior to the race on Saturday. Just, just chat to Michael Kernahan. He can be your go-to man for all that. Tim, he'd be able to tell you what ones are already on course and who holds the Yeah, do the I really CRs? that conversation? I don't know if I want to start that conversation <laughs> with Michael. May never end. Tim... Tim, we'll get you on throughout the season, but probably not before the Bendigo round two one. So what can you tell us about that course? Is it two by 4K laps? Yeah, two by four. Yep. Uh, 
um, we're also doing a 3K uh, circuit as well. So I'm working with Jim on that. I'm going to get up there again, I think, with Andrew Duncan from the office just to work out the final details because I really want to be running through the vines at one or two parts of the course, and we've just got to work out the practicalities of that. Um, and also we, we want to be introducing, you know, there's talk of having the Bluetooth speakers out there with bits of random music and all that sort of stuff. So we want to, you know, the, the start-finish area is just beautiful. The, uh, the big undercover area for barbecues, for admin, for St John's, fantastic. If we get a beautiful day there, um, you know, club tents right in front of the cellar door. The accessibility of the venue, yeah, because these are the things that we take into consideration. Because you can imagine how many people say to us, "Oh, have you thought about this place? Have you thought about that place?" There's so many things that go into making a good XCR venue. And when I wandered into this vineyard, I thought this ticks so many boxes. The only little bugbear may be parking. We've got to work on that. We're working with Terry on the parking issues. Uh, but apart from that, there's so many boxes that this ticks. It's a tough little course. It's a nuggety little course. Uh, but there are areas if we were to, to extend the distance where we can soften that slightly as well. So I think there's a lot to play with with this. But just the visual spectacular side of it, as people come down in front of the club tents and then descend into the vines before they finish, could be yeah, just a real wow moment. And this is the this is the whole thing about events. You know, why do we struggle to get people to AV stuff? Well, number one, because people don't think they're good enough to run it, which we know is a furphy. Uh, but number two, quite often we don't have wow factors. You know, what's why do people run the Melbourne Marathon? Wow factor, the MCG. You know, uh, run for the kids. You've got the, the bridge and the tunnel. Uh, city of the surf, it's just the city of the surf. You've got to have a wow factor about it. And I think we, we haven't had enough of that at AV events. And I think at Bendigo, we do have a few little wow factors, including the gully out the back, which is a real wow factor. So is yeah, it you're all the, like, oh, sorry, you go, Andy. You're the only person that actually run it yet, Tim, because I still haven't managed to get around. I've got around on the bike, but I haven't actually run it. So I'm just taking your word for it there on how tough it is. But it is it is a pretty challenging course just even riding on the bike. So, um, yeah, I'm keen to get out there sometime soon to see how bad the hills are. Uh, look, I'd class it as a... You know, we are trying, I think Dan and I are talking about having star ratings or difficulty ratings on the course. And I give this one probably a three and a half out of five as difficulty, maybe a four. Um, Cruden, probably that little bit tougher, mainly because of the duration of it rather than the actual course structure. Uh, and Bandura, not as tough as this, I don't believe. So, okay. yeah, that's how they stack up. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Like, more similar to a Gels Park or a Lardner Park kind of thing, and you're kind of saying in the middle. In the middle. It's different to Lardner because um, Lardner has had some some brutal elements. It had some really easy running in it, but Lardner, when you dug yourself out of the ditches and up that really sharp hill, that was brutal. Mm. Um, that's, that was, you know, um, you know, lactic legs sort of stuff where you've got to try and get yourself going. It's good over a K to go. Uh, so it's different to that. You get some nice running in this course. So there's some parts where you really can get your, your speed up and then you've got to dig deep to get through the ups and downs and be strong enough to finish it well because there's that slow grind up the side, the, um, the vineyard, to get back towards the club tents, and then you'll be flying down, then back through the vineyard to, to get to the finish. So it's an interesting course. And I think for any Bendigo listeners, I think there's a trial race the week before. Yeah. yeah. So I think if anyone's in town and wants to go over the course a week before the AV race comes to town, that's a great opportunity. Yeah, are you aware of the other big thing we're doing? We're debuting at Bendigo, a thing called the Family Three. So the yeah, I saw that. Yeah, we're going to open that up to kids. Uh, we really want to get 
kids say in that, um, I don't know, six-year-olds and up um, involved, and they can run for it with a parent so or two. And I think it's 20 bucks for the kid and then $5 for the parents. Um, so, you know, if you take you know, kid and mum or kid and dad go out, 25 bucks to have a run and run walk. We're trying to encourage run walking as well. We just want them involved and engaged because we've got to start to work into the youth market. With all of the kerfuffle about one sport, um, we now have to look, well, what is the future of, um, of junior running? And we know that Bendigo has a very strong community of this. And if we can get some local press there and try and get a, you know, what's going to, we're going to be keeping the fingers crossed that it's a good day, though. This is so weather dependent. If it's a shitty, rainy day, no one will come. If we get a beautiful day out there and we can get uh, Bendigo residents and even some of the people in the club structure to have a go at the family free, then let's see how it goes. Because then we're going to do another one at the Sandown Racecourse and the final one will be at Lakeside 10 which has now been definitely confirmed for August 7. We've just got the OK on that one. So the calendar's all now complete. So three factories, so, yeah. Exciting, all good stuff. Well, yeah. Tim, I think we've probably taken up enough of your time for a Wednesday night at 9.20pm. Thank you right. for uh, having a chat with us, getting us even more excited for this Saturday. If anyone's listening and not sure about start times or locations, do you want to give them a quick quick rundown? Yeah, 12.30 for the majority of our adults and then the majority of juniors at 1 o'clock. Uh, location is Gels Park and the best access point is off Gels Road, not off Furniture Gully Road. Car park gets pretty full pretty quickly. Get your tents there relatively early to make sure that when your runners turn up that they're not getting wet hanging around, waiting for the tent to arrive. Uh, carnival atmosphere, as always, um, yeah, it's just going to be a rip-roaring event, as it always is. We can't wait to see the bats getting out there in all their glory. Thanks, Tim. Get to see some of the best in the business as well. The likes of Stuart McSwain, Andy Buchanan, Liam Adams, Olympian, I'm sure he'll be getting around. It's, uh, yeah, plenty of class. Yeah, certainly will be. Beautiful, Tim. Thanks for that. No worries. Okay. Thanks, Tim. See you Saturday, mate. See you, mate. Appreciate that. Party oh, Andy. That's got me even more excited. Where are we going? Oh, I'm very keen. Picked I'm us very, for top yeah. three. I'm yeah, I'm not surprised. I, I think. Well, I just looking. Yeah, you, you talk. I'll look through the list of teams. Let's just go through a yes or no of the teams we've got covered. So there's going to be a yeah. it, there's going to be big four, I think. Contenders. Who's the fourth? Do you think? I think just this weekend I'm talking about, yeah. Western yeah. A's, St. Stephen's, Box Hill, us. And now yeah. I wouldn't include Box Hill if you didn't run a marathon two weeks ago. Do you know what I mean? Because that could yeah, be a yeah. minute difference I, in our finishing time. And I don't want to put pressure know. on you to say, fang it and, and run as hard as you can two weeks after a marathon. But, oh, yeah. I, I we to took care of him pretty after, easier last year, didn't we? Yeah. And after what happened last year where we finished third overall, and they didn't give us the medal. I'm really keen to get on that podium so we can get a photo. But yeah, <laughs> and Box Hill, Box Hill was shit last year. Like they have a long way to come to be anywhere near it. Like, and that's that's comparing them to their best. And they've been they've been really really good. Like probably one of the best teams we've ever had in XCR for a few years before that. But last year they were nowhere near it. Um, so I don't know. I can't see them improving that much. There's um, a list here of their so, eligible athletes for this week. Well, that's what Tim was looking at on their website. Yeah. Let me just type in Box Hill. We might need to print any... this list out now, <laughs> and then if anyone's on the start line, we start yeah, throwing well, got, red flags. We've got him on the record, don't we? So we I'm do. just going to scroll down Box Hill. They've got a lot of members here. Now, I don't know. Like, see, Lockie Barber, doesn't he? That Lockie Barber, MTC Lockie Barber? 
Yep, that'd be him. Yep. So he Sarah could potentially Billings. be in their team. Oh yeah, Sarah. What are all these guys running from Box Hill for? Yeah, not sure. I reckon they might. Um, they might get their their membership paid for. Throwing some cash around. I was thinking the the twenty of the Saint Stephens that are registered. I don't know how many of those twenty have actually paid for their their membership themselves, which would be interesting. But which uh, is a good point. Bendigo bats real blue collar, no money in the bank. Everyone's paying their own way over here. So Steve Deneen, Thomas Diamond, he was that freak junior, wasn't he? Yes. So he, he can is, be. Yeah. He's run like eight minutes, or maybe under eight minutes. So he's he's potentially run in their open yeah. team. Doug Doug Buckridge as well. He's an under twenty athlete. He's um. He's up and around there with Tom Diamond. Not quite as fast, but he's he's nothing to sneeze at. So he's a good he's a good option. Um, Nick Baggett. Uh, yep. See there. Yep. And Andre Waring. Like there. That's that's a decent six. Yeah, I think I think they can have a decent four. I don't know what their last two are going to look like, but that's that's the beauty of Gels Park is because you one you don't know. And two, it's easy to rock up and have a good team for jails. Yeah. And then the week after, there's no one. Yeah. So it's if we come fourth because, or fifth this week, it's not panic stations. It's just like no, it's not at all. This could be because, this could potentially be our weakest race of the ten race series. Yeah, I think so. Probably will be. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I I think we can finish top three. Um, I'd be stoked with that. But I don't know for. Yeah, it's it's actually I'm really looking forward to watching it between Western A's and St Stephen's. Um, I think whenever you've got Stewie in your team, it's 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 a pretty pretty handy person to have in there. So it's gonna be it's gonna be good, and hopefully the weather's good. And um, yeah, I'm I'm getting really keen. I don't know if I'll sleep tonight. I'm getting getting excited. <laughs> That's what we do both have to do, go to bed, because it is getting late. So uh, thanks for your time. Thanks for listening, listeners. Hopefully you're as excited as we are here. We'll do a bit of a recap episode next week, post the results. So uh, if you want to keep in touch with us, though, what's happening live on the ground, we'll fire up the Instagram account on Saturday. So from about midday, that's at Bendigo Bats on Instagram. Um, tag us in anything. Spread the love. We'd love if you could do that. And uh, that's pretty much it. Andy, anything else to say before we go? No, just we're going to have Ned Buckle doing a bit of live live stuff on the day on the Instagram. So if you are keen to see where the teams are and all that kind of stuff, just feel free to give us a follow on, on Instagram and you'll be able to watch some of the stories we'll put up. So, um, yeah, hopefully we see a lot of listeners down there on, on Saturday. Yeah, bring some uh, bat logos or something, some signs, some posters. Ask for Andy's autograph. That should be good. So, yeah, mate, we're done. All right, thanks, mate. What was that? 
Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.